And welcome to the Bromley Buzz with Zenat Narani of Vida Della Mariposa Coaching and with Darren Wheel of Intune PR. And here we are again at the startup Bromley premises in the Central Library. Yes, we are. I mean, we were going to head down to the Newman Centre, weren't we? But um, I've been stuck here all day doing some amazing coaching sessions and recording. Not stuck, no, but uh, recording for my radio show and stuff, Mindset Matters. Yes. Yes. I think this is the first one we've recorded in one of the individual rooms where the coaching happens. It's a nice little warm meeting room, number one. Yeah, oh, it is number one. There's three, aren't there? Yes, you've got meeting room one, two, and then you've got the big workshop room. On topic, we have an interview with uh, Martin and Loretta from Startup Bromley, uh, coming up, or part of the interview, I should say, uh, later in this show. And uh, yeah, that was fun doing that the other day, actually, um, because it's increasingly strikingly how important this and how unusual it is for Mm -hmm. a borough to have uh, free support to... Uh, people who uh, feel like having a business or people that have got a business and they want to grow it. Uh, it's actually rather useful. Yeah, no, it is. I absolutely agree. And, um, you know, speaking of which, I mean, that's going to be one of my buzzes, but it's been great because over the last week I've been coaching a number of uh, businesses or people thinking about starting up their businesses around mindset and their beliefs. It's been actually really, really wonderful. Um, and they've got a lot out of it, so mm. it's been, yeah, as I said, wonderful. I don't oh. know how many times I said wonderful. Well, one of my uh, coaches, because <laughs> I've been doing the same thing on PR, mm. I think was somewhat taken aback when I said, well, I've, I've um, seen the opportunities that you're working on for PR, and I think one of the best things you can do is to get nearly a thousand people together in a field. <laughs> or words to that effect. It was a lot mm. more posh than that, but it would be eye-catching, and uh, they should do it if they could. Whether Fantastic. they will is another matter. Absolutely, yeah. There were good PR reasons for this, people. Uh, Anyway, so we've got the Startup Bromley uh, interview, and we will also be having again part of an interview with Councillor Aisha Cuthbert. Aisha, Asia, as she points out to me in the beginning of the interview, how to get off on the wrong foot there, uh, who is Bromley's (laughs) Tackling Loneliness Champion, and that was in the Newman uh, Flexible Workspace. Uh, Can I just say... Uh, this is happening a lot in the podcast at the moment. The word part interview and interview excerpt is coming up a good deal. It's because Bromley is just so ridiculously interesting <laughs> that I keep getting long interviews with people that range from 15, 20 minutes, 25, nearly an hour. Mm. And putting that into an episode so it dominates it isn't always the best listen. And it also helps if sometimes you have the ability to concentrate on a single subject. So we've been doing special episodes. We've, I've just published the one from the uh, Al Iman Centre, the Keston yes, Mosque. Yeah. Uh, we've got the standalone with the, um, uh, the councillor really tackling loneliness strategy. And there's a, a whole more, lot more coming up. We've got one coming up with your Bromley, also known as the Bromley Bid, mm. in a few days as well. So that pattern is going to be carrying on. Um, but this is what I call the magazine show. It is, indeed. Which is, which is appropriate, because we read out from some of them. <laughs> <laughs> we do, and I think it's nice to read little sort of, sort of snippets of um, what's in the magazines. Can I just add to what you were saying mm. about Aisha, um, not Aisha, Asia. Asia. See, it's so easy. 
Well, I haven't met her, so I don't know the real pronunciation. You're going to be meeting her. She's going on your channel radio show. I know, so I need to get in touch with her. Yes, I've just seen her message come through on my Twitter. But, um, you know, she she obviously, like you said, you're going to hear more about it, her tackling uh, loneliness as a high priority in Bromley. They, um, you know, a lovely little poster talking about uh, Great Mental Health Day, which they launched on the 28th of January, if I'm not mistaken. So, yes. There is a link there that you can follow, but you can go to the Bromley Council mm-hmm. and uh, read up there. It's wonderful. It needs to be done. Right, well, moving on to the buzzes. Yes. Uh, naturally, my co-presenter, I don't want to uh, pull your chain, um, but you had an interesting guest on your show, didn't you? I did. I had the pleasure of having uh, the Mayor of Bromley, Councillor Russell Mellor. And how well-dressed was he on this occasion? Was it the full regalia? Oh, he was dapper. He's always dapper. No, it wasn't the full um, regalia, as you call it. The, the red and black robes. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Lovely suit and the chain was there, yeah. of course. Um, there's a photograph of um, myself and the mayor. And uh, he looks very, very tall next to me, even though I'm wearing quite high heels these wedgies but I still look very petite next to him no it was a fabulous show he does look quite tall next to me and I'm not wearing high heels (laughs) well I hope not (laughs) well then again you know you can wear what you like I'm not against it (laughs) you're not against it you might look good in a pair of heels well to be fair I've always fancied being six foot plus but I'm not so human heels human I like being um, petite um, I'm cuddleable if that's a word very true um (laughs) So the mayor, I listened to some of the interview so mm. far. I want to listen to the full works because it was really interesting. The part yeah. I did because I had to go to a meeting. Uh, what did you take away from it? Well, he absolutely loved the experience. It was his first time ever in a radio studio. Cool. I mean, this is a chap who's what used to be. Well, how can we politely put this? Uh, he is a, a veteran or a, uh, a seasoned gentleman. Mm. That that will do. Yeah, you know, it was great because I learned so much more about him as well. Just having that one-to-one conversation, very casual, with his lovely driver, Neil, who was sat there as well, on air, off air. It, yeah, there was, there's so much to the mayor that we don't know. He's a true gentleman. I knew one thing that might have actually completely stopped the show in its tracks is the fact that he's associated with the wine trade. You could have, <laughs> have talked about that for the entire time. Uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, I still associated with it and things, so it's great. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Right. How about you? What's been buzzing Uh, at your end? As for me, well, as I said, um, ah, the Startup Bromley interview. Because it's called Startup Bromley, we don't Mm. usually put interviews in this early in the show, but it's near to start up at the moment. We're six minutes in. So Mm. let's hear from Startup Bromley. Welcome to uh, Bromley Library, where this podcast, the Bromley Buzz, has been recorded several times before, but this time we're actually here with two people who are part of the organisation that's bringing the library service and what it's doing for business to Bromley. Um, Bromley means business has been a council slogan for some time, and this time there's some proof that they really mean it. It's called Startup Bromley, and I'm here with Martin and Loretta. Um, do introduce yourselves and what part in Startup Bromley you have. Okay, my name is Martin Stone. I'm a manager within GLL's library service. We were approached by Bromley Council to initiate this scheme, Startup Bromley, to give help to aspiring entrepreneurs and new businesses in the Bromley area. 
My initial task was to put a team together of people who had run the service. I'm very pleased to say that we have Loretta here, who is our strategic manager, and unfortunately not here is our day-to-day -day manager, Imogen, who's currently at the dentist's, but uh, uh, is doing a wonderful job. But I'll let Loretta describe what she's doing. Sure. So, um, as Martin said, I'm a strategic uh, business support manager, and my role is to um, look after the, the performance of the business support services we have um, within libraries in GLL, Startup Bromley being one of them. Excellent. Now, can you tell me in a nutshell what Startup Bromley offers the local business person? Sure. So, Startup Bromley offers a number of services available to the local business person, but also aspiring entrepreneurs. Uh, the key thing I'd say that we're quite proud of is our business lounges. So at Bromley Central Library, where we're at, when we're sitting, we're in a workshop room uh, where our members can book out uh, this workshop room to run events and meetings and training. We also have um, a business lounge, which is um, a bit bigger, and it's a nice space for uh, businesses to come and work, use the Wi-Fi, use our printing, network with other businesses uh, as well. And then we also have two additional rooms that are a lot smaller. They're uh, meeting rooms, which are equipped with um, PCs. And businesses can use them to pick up meetings, um, Zoom meetings, interviews, one-to-ones. Uh, All of our lounges have Wi-Fi and PC and great services. In addition, um, we do lots of workshops as well um, throughout the libraries. And these workshops are there to support um, businesses with sort of key challenges or sort of um, areas that they think they need to develop. So that could be networking, how to build a website, uh, marketing, uh, etc. We also have one-to-ones and um, one-to-ones is where businesses can really pin down on uh, a challenge or issue they want to address. So typically I run the one-to-ones and I have about maybe six or seven a week where I get to meet the businesses and find out a lot about um, what they've been working on, progresses and maybe stumbling blocks they want to uh, address as well. Um, we also have a members directory. So Startup Bond is a great way to promote your business as well. So if you want to get in touch with the local community, if you want people to know what you do and your services, there's an opportunity to promote on there. Um, Startup Bond is not just Bromley, um, sort of focus is also Orpington and Biggin Hill as well. So we've got business lounges there and um, we have run events um, in those areas as well. You've got a couple of exciting things coming up you're telling me about as well. Yes. Yeah, um, lots of exciting things coming up in March. Um, we're calling it March Madness because um, it's a lot, a lot of busy planning time for us, but also an opportunity, we think, for our members to experience something new and different that we haven't offered before. Um, the first exciting thing is a conference. So we have a conference coming up with some big headliner names uh, to draw in the crowd, but also um, to sort of really benefit from their expertise. Um, so the conference will consist of a panel event focusing on discussing local economic issues on a local level, which will involve local Bromley business, um, but also national sort of key trends and, and topics will be explored related to that. Uh, we also have a business pitch competition, uh, which will give Bromley uh, businesses on the programme an opportunity to win money, cash prizes, uh, to invest in their business. That will be really exciting. We're hoping um, a lot of people will basically apply for that. Applications 
will go live on the 31st of Jan, which is the Monday, and close on the 9th of Feb. So get your applications in if anyone on the programme is listening. Um, we also have a marketplace, a spring marketplace in an actual venue, a beautiful venue, I should say, where 20 businesses will have the opportunity to showcase and market their products and their, and their services. And we also have a film being made about Startup Bromley by an amazing filmmaker who will be interviewing uh, five businesses on the programme to find out about their business journeys, um, what they like doing, what is, it, what is it that they do, as well as capturing the sights, the sounds of, of Bromley and what we offer as a service as well. So really exciting times. I don't know, there's one word that uh, we haven't stressed enough so far, and that word is free. Yes. All of what you've just described does not cost any of the participants any money, does it? No. I prefer fully funded, though, because sometimes when you say <laughs> free, <laughs> people think, oh, we can do, you know, not actually value it. But yeah, essentially it is. It's fully funded and it's something that every uh, business owner or aspiring entrepreneur in Bromley should take advantage of. I couldn't agree more. Uh, thank you. Right. I could just add that in addition to all that, there's a lot of things ongoing as we speak. And that just before Christmas, we launched our coaching program, whereby all Startup Bromley members were put in touch with a diverse team of coaches, uh, leading on a variety of areas from social media, PR, finance, accounting, life coaching, business coaching. And each Startup Bromley member was entitled to select up to five free sessions with uh, from our team of coaches and we had a very big take up from that and we're very grateful to the coaches who have actually given their services to, to this project uh, and some of them are taking on numerous coaching sessions with our members and from what we've heard so far they're having quite an effect on, on the members that the members are really finding these coaching sessions useful. I mean, this is something that we made available to all our existing members. If anyone joins now, we'll still be able to offer you some of these coaching sessions, though it may not be the full programme that we were able to offer just before Christmas. But if you're interested, do get in touch because I think this is a unique opportunity. I'm not aware of any other service like this that is being provided across the country but it allows our members to select the coaches that they think would be most useful to their particular business needs and, as I say, arrange up to five sessions with them, which would cost a fair amount of money yes. in, 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 uh, outside of a scheme like this. So we're very proud to be able to offer this service to our members. And now we've heard from Startup Bromley, uh, we carry on with the things that made us buzz in Bromley this week. Can I quickly add, because I'm jumping in, because we're talking about startups. Um, here in the Life in Orpington magazine, I've just spotted um, a piece of text that says, Every day I'm hustling. Research from Virgin Startup has revealed that approximately 2 million, 5% people started a side project during last year's lockdown. Wanting to be your own boss is amongst the main motivations for becoming self-employed, 49%. Alongside a better work-life balance, 45%. Disliking existing jobs, 17%. And finding it hard to be managed for, at 14%. Hmm. Interesting. I'm that, uh, that means that 83% of people don't mind their current jobs. 
Anyway, sorry, buzzes. Back to yes. that. Yes, <laughs> we're, we're off to Cluedo uh, tomorrow night. We uh, are. The Churchill Theatre production, which is actually on for a few days after mm. as well. I think it finishes on uh, yes. Saturday, whatever, Saturday's the 5th, the 5th of um, uh, January, January, February. February. We're not yes. going backwards, we're going forwards. It's my as birthday ever. coming up. <laughs> and, and Kevin Clifton meeting him at the um, Burn the Floor show, also at the Churchill. So, but, I mean, uh, you gave me a prediction about uh, it happening in the drawing room with the candlestick by the butler, was it? Very well remembered. I think that was exactly Ooh. right. So we will see about that one. And <laughs> we are going to record a little bit of our thoughts uh, about it afterwards. So we were talking about time travelling into January mm-hmm. backwards. Well, now we're going to time travel forwards from this particular moment and insert that part here. So here is the talk about Cluedo. Can I interrupt you? You just watch the show? Yeah. Good. This is a podcast recording device okay. for something called the Bromley Buzz. Okay. Would you like to sum up what you just saw of the Cluedo? Um, I thought it was excellent. It was very exciting. It was very lively. Um, how they remember all those lines, I don't know. I mean, they got a long way to go in the tour, I know. But uh, no, it's excellent. Very, very good. Very good. Thank you, random audience member one. Name, or oh, first name at least. Norman. Thank you, Norman. Okay, thank you. What do you think of the show? I loved it. I really loved it. And I came because I've seen all the Play Go Wrong films. It's the same director. Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting it to be brilliant. And yes, it surpassed what I thought it was. And I didn't guess. And I think the best part of it is when they go, you know, they're probably retelling the story. Shouldn't be given too much away, should they? But when no, they're no, retelling, no retelling the story, because that, yeah. that was just a fabulous bit of acting. Being able to memorise that all in one go. Just. Yeah, it had a really fabulous ending, didn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. I think it was. And it was just, I dare anybody to guess the ending, really. Yeah. And uh, what was your first name, by the way? It's Mark. Thank you, Mark. No problems. Yeah. Of course, the first time I've done a... I've been on a podcast. What's your name, your first name? Um, Imogen. Hello, Imogen. Uh, you've just come out of watching Cluedo. What did you think of it? Did you have a good night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. I thought that um, all like the moves and stuff, they were all like in time and in sync. Um, and I thought it was really well put together. Mm, one question, how old are you? 13. All right, well, thank you for contributing. Imogen's mum, what did you think of Cluedo in a couple of lines? Okay, well I loved it. I thought the accent, I thought the timing of the actors and the choreography and everything was absolutely brilliant. I just really enjoyed it. It was a really fun evening. And Imogen's mum's a nearby person, friend, family <laughs> it member. It was really good. Um, yes, the acting was great, um, and the physical. Uh, comedy of it as well was brilliant no excellent very uh, I would highly recommend people coming along uh, good night out and you and your friends first names Caroline and Paula thank you Caroline and Paula the Bromley Buzz team of the night for the uh, Cluedo show is co-presenter Zenat, Darren, and the other co-presenter, myself, and my wife Jackie, who's here. I know. And we've just finished it. We've just been interviewing people who all loved the show. There is not, not one that said, oh, I didn't have much of a night there. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to say one thing right at the outset here. Jean-Luc Worrell from you the car. stole it from me. We agree. He was... <laughs> Really rather outstanding he, as someone to look out for in He that gave show. an absolute comedy masterclass on 
his stage presence. Yeah. He certainly did. Right, yeah. let's move he on was to a fantastic. Yeah. Am I nice allowed to spoil the show? For no, you're not. No. Oh, really? Absolutely. Oh, no. No, Zenat is not doing it in the bar of the Churchill Theatre. I love to do it. With the microphone. Uh, and what's the other thing that should be um, part of it? Don't be such a spoiled sport. All I can say is I guessed it right. Uh, so did my wife. I did At the beginning. Well, did from the beginning, we did guess who the murderer was. And... We were thoroughly right. Yes, indeed. Say no more. See, I'm not going to say anything. What we else. will say, though, is that that show passed in like no time at all. That's yeah, how it yeah. felt, it which is a mark of a really good show. The sound, the score was really nice. The physical stuff, uh, the slapstick the stuff, the, the, the laughs the that the audience had. was very much on the Laurel and Hardy, Buster Keaton. Style mm. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, it was a complete farce, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> and it was also a complete mix-up of different genres from the golden age of crime, mm. which yes, showed you. I completely agree. It was a masterpiece, really, of Ooh. the people who directed, acted, and put on the whole show. And, and a bit of background here, a reason you're here, apart from Family Tie, yeah. is that you're the person who knows more ways of murdering people via poison than anyone else I know <laughs> as a major whodunit and Agatha Christie fan. Absolutely. So your word is not a bad word on this. I am a complete so Agatha Christie. Watched with a pro. And a gold, totally golden crime fan. And have read thousands of that books from the 20s and 30s. I'm just working my way through all of the Penguin classics. Right, let's see how classic we thought this so was. if anyone wants to go, come mm. and see it, it's until Saturday, the 5th, 5th of February. Yep. So do get in there. Yep. Right, a one-word review. My one-word review, buoyant. Yowza. Yowza, that's a good one-word. Hmm. You're going to keep that one? Or? I'm going to keep yowza. Oh, okay. Jackie? Masterpiece. And there was the talk about Cluedo. Now, I've got a big buzz this week. Um, actually, it's several things all wrapped up together. So um, instead of doing lots of little buzzes, I'm putting this in one. Because as when we went to Pets Wood and we did a, an episode which focused on a walk up the high street yeah. there on the Queensway side, um, which was really rather interesting, actually, uh, back in... 2021. God, that sounds so last year. Anyway. It was last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I was on a hunt to the post office, right? Because I needed to you're on post a hunt off or my a hunt. A hunt, a hunt. Oh, you're on um, a hunt. Always up for a punt. But uh, no, no went, <laughs> went looking for a local post office. The one in Eldridge Drive in Orpington was closed due to unexpected circumstances. Uh, there wasn't one where I thought there was in St Mary Cray. The one in um, the Crescent, uh, also near there, mm. had closed down and turned into something else. Uh, and I eventually found the one in Pets Wood. And while I was in Pets Wood, uh, getting the passport thing done, I found that very interesting actually, because in the run up to it, also Pets Wood, let's get this story order right, passport process, right? Mm. You need a photo. The photo thing is the most stressful part of it. The rest is forms and stuff and getting How can the photo be the most stressful part? It's because it's so rejectable. If they reject the photo, your passport application kind of goes back to the beginning until That's you true. get them one they like and it costs more money. And you have to do it without glasses, right? 
Yes, I had to take my glasses off. Uh, so you don't know where you were looking. And the wig, and the false teeth. <laughs> yeah, and the and the breast inserts, and um, the false tummy, and the hair wig, chest, chest wig, all of that, the false leg, all of it had to come off. Um, and where it came off, actually, was in Owens Imaging, uh, which does a passport e-service. It does a different kind of service with okay. it as well. But they take a picture, £16, they assess it as they are about, this is likely to pass muster with the post office, so you've got a very high chance. Not a guarantee, I don't think, mm-hmm. that it will go through. And then you get a, a sort of voucher, e-voucher, that you then put into the passport application when you're doing it online, which is another £75.50 for a renewal. And then that all goes off together. You send your old passport in. What a palaver. And then it's done. It is a palaver, but that bit with the photo makes it easier. And I found it entertaining. I was served, or at least spoke to, Jeanette, Gemma and Jim, leading to a conversation about the only people who could be employed here, beginning with J or G, the just of pets would. Right, moving further on. So does that mean... No, Yes. That if I go and get my passport picture, I'm going to have to remove my fringe and take off my lashes. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's pretty stringent these days. No fun. <laughs> well, more fun uh, was when I was doing the posting on the other side of Pearswood. I went in the post office there, and I bumped into Laura's larder and deli. I've got a little flyer from here, which says, You'll come for the cheese, but you'll leave with more. Well, I didn't come with the cheese. I came out of curiosity and probably buzz. Yeah, um, and it was really nice. And I bought something which is almost something I particularly love, and it might be very good indeed, because I hadn't seen Isle of Wight garlic farm a garlic butter Ooh. anywhere, and they had it. It was quite a big pot for my money, which was nice. The ultimate was their smoked one, which I had when I was on the holiday there months yeah. years ago. All of us went around reeking of garlic for days after that because it was just superb. Um, but it was lovely to find this. And, and uh, that I asked them, uh, you know, is this a place where only Laura's can be employed? But she said, no, uh, my name is Laura. Indeed, I founded the place. Um, and the second anniversary is coming up this month, 20, uh, 28th of February. Um, okay. But uh, I was also served by Holly in there. Mm-hmm. So a little shout out to them. And they've got a lot of Kentish and other interesting produce and focaccia bread fresh and things like this and a nice wine section right so i'll be making a trip down there pretty soon yep Maybe and to, to, to finish off my sojourn in pets wood um there's roadworks there on one of the sides which is where a bit isn't of there roadworks at the moment oh, yes well yeah that is actually a moot point you make there mind you it's because it's coming to that end of the ex- Expenditure, do they call it? Yeah, up, yeah. Up, 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 where they've got to spend lay out lots of money on roadworks. Yeah, things. they don't because they lose the budgets then. Yes, mm. that's a that's an old um, nutshell of council spending. That one. Um, anyway, I had to avoid the roadworks to get my passport picture taken, and I bumped into Ravi, who's the owner. Actually, I bumped into her actual place. Uh, of a three-month-old establishment there, um, so it only started recently, called Fancies in Petswood, which mm. does waffles, parties, crepes, including savoury ones, ice cream. And when she was talking to her, she said she designed the shop, the cafe, whatever you want to call it. The, the, mm. Anyway, she said she designed it, so it feels like you're in a dessert while you're eating, which I found most amusing. Have another flower. Oh, lovely. Sounds like you've really gone on a... Um Buzzing food fetish. Not for the first time, has to be said. (laughs) 
Right, um, so that's the um, Petswood Super Buzz. Um, what have you got from Life in Orphan magazine? That, so, uh, yes, so I was really chuffed because um, I had a surprise when I opened up the Life in Orphan magazine and um, very kindly spotted on the social section on page five, Loretta Wright, the editor of Life in Orpington, mm-hmm. an editor and writer, she's put a advert of my Mindset Matters talk, talk radio show. So I was really chuffed about that. Mm. Really, really happy um, that it's there. So thank you very much, Loretta, for that. And also, um, I've appeared on a few pages down on page 34 in the health and fitness section where I'm part of Leo Gym. So um, lift each other. Lift each yep. other. And there's a little bit about me in there that I do, the mindfulness and the life coaching there. So an ad about what I do there. The Wheel of Life Skills, What's Your Purpose? And it says, Sinat Narani, mindfulness coach at Lift Each Other, Leo Gym, helps members look at eight general areas of their life. Health, family and friends, relationships, life skills and mindfulness, creation, creation, recreation, (laughs) creation, it's creating, isn't it? Contribution to society, Lift Each Other Gym, business, career and finances. And then initial conversation, attendees are asked to score themselves in each of the categories to map out their life skill wheel. From there, Zena identifies strengths and weaknesses for attendees to create goals to achieve in and out of their sessions. You know, one of the uh, the cliches of modern fitness life, right, is starting gyms and stopping them. And Mm. another one is going to the gym and then going out and having a thumping great cake or something. So if you're in the Hitio gym, which we (laughs) featured the Norwegian owners of, ultimately, franchise things in the last episode, or in Lift Each Other in Orpington, which you're working with. Uh, in either case, I suspect one or two people, possibly even listeners to this, might go and do their workout and then nip off to Fancies in Petswood <laughs> for a couple of waffles and a crepe. Fantastic. They, they'll crepe off for a waffle. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes. moving on, uh, in complete doing? contrast to your going to have a passport photograph taken and mm. denuding yourself of makeup, lashes, fringes and all things obscuring. Um, we're going for a photo shoot this week. Vogue, Vogue. Uh, thank you, Madonna. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going, to, we've been featured, given a page, I believe, in Orpington First magazine, which is run by what is known as the Orpington Bid or Orpington First, mm. which is a body there that has been boosting the high street and helping bring new and different businesses and making the place more vibrant and as a local resident I think they've been doing a good job and it's great for the uh, podcast that we're going in there and we're talking about their stuff so it's a lovely win-win thing. The food's lovely in there. Oh you're talking about in particular where we're going, the GPO Orpington, Mm -hmm. the old post office. Oh yeah and their espresso martinis which we have mentioned. That's where I introduced you to them. I know. Yeah, an epic moment my entire life, <laughs> Thank you for all that. They're brilliant. And uh, they're also a really useful thing, bang first in the morning if you want to get going. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, I'm reading a, a book at the moment, uh, which is Stolen Focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned it to you, you did. before this. And it talks about people and the lack of attention and the way that you substitute other things for stuff like sleep. Mm-hmm. And it talks about things like... Um, uh, drugs, including caffeine, that people use. Yeah. Well, 
If, if you are going to substitute drugs and caffeine for anything, you might as well do it in style. So espresso martinis rock. <laughs> I've actually cut down my coffees. You'd be glad to know I only have one a day. You're a decaf, aren't you? A decaf girl, aren't you? No. You are in espressos. Yes, that's only because espressos happen at night time. Therefore, I don't sleep anyway. Then there will be no hope of sleeping at all, not right. even getting a tiny wink if I had normal espressos. And I do have my espressos as well without the syrup. Okay, that makes I'm a bit boring, perfect sense. What, the person need... who introduced me to espresso martini is boring, no chance. <laughs> I don't need the sugar high, thanks. Um, or the caffeine high. Right, have you got any other highs I you can? I do. Um, I'm super, super, super over the moon and I can't wait. My mum's coming home. I haven't seen her since the beginning of March before the pandemic, the week, couple of weeks before the pandemic started. That's She's coming wonderful. Um, and I'd like to actually recap on something you said I think in the last episode. You'd come into that pretty happy because you'd seen another family member. Mm. I think it was a brother. Yes. Am I right in saying it was literally years since you'd seen him? Yeah. 15 or something. Oh, no, 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 so my younger brother, mm. uh, almost three years, I think. That's a long time. Um, a long my time older brother politics. was a lot longer, mm. but he came back at one point. But yes, we are jet setters. We do kind of disperse across the world. Right. Well, if you want to throw any more buzzes in, you're going to have to interrupt me. But as you do that anyway, there's no hardship there. How rude. Well, I'm going to buzz right, right now. <laughs> go on. No, no. You go ahead. Okay. Actually, it's your turn anyway because I knew it was it's my time turn, for the affirmation or empowering question section. Now, I'm stealing part of it because I have one, but you are nevertheless the queen of the affirmation and empowering question, published on Amazon in the book called Begin Each Day with Positive Affirmations and Empowering Questions. And as a consequence, you go first. Actually, I'm going to go after yours because they'll remember the last thing they heard. So if I go first, then you go, they'll remember what you said and not remember what I said. You're going to muck up my continuity link. Oh, okay. I'll okay. Go no, 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 it's fine. You, you, no, can. you, you, you may go, go second. <laughs> right, we will do this in, in that way uh, because it, it, I can unmuck it up. This is the power of podcasting. Right, okay, mine is from my at uh, Intune PR uh, Twitter and other things, um, I'm connected to James Clear, uh, the uh, author of Atomic Habits, a book both of us like. Uh, and I'm also subscribing to his emails, uh, which are every Thursday afternoon you get some good stuff coming through quotes. This week he came up with, when working with people, assume good intentions. When listening to people, interpret their words in a generous way. You will occasionally get burned and mistreated by always assuming the best in others, but it is a far better way to live than the opposite. Uh, and that's at James Clear on Twitter. Mm. And I couldn't agree more. Mm. And I'm about to introduce an interview with uh, Bromley's Tackling Loneliness Champion. And if you have a positive view about other people and go to them with the assumption they're not out to get you, they're not out to use you, you'll have more friends and be less lonely. So I think it's an appropriate one to mention. Yeah, no, I agree. And I I think you're right. You should never have assumptions about people or expectations from people because you're just setting yourself up Mm. for disappointment and you have to live openly. And it's also part of not letting your past 
uh, affect the future because you may have had bad experiences Mm. but you can't tell what the next one will be exactly and I think that applies to um, relationships I mean you know coming up is Valentine's isn't it just because you've had one bad I think we said the wrong thing there one bad relationship (laughs) (laughs) that would have just slipped out from something I don't know where but anyway (laughs) that sounded really wrong as well yeah, that would have been the second time we've had swearing on this podcast. Oh, well, I'm afraid you're going to search for the other one because I can't remember the episode. No, no that's fine. Um, what was but I saying? It, was, it um, wasn't you. One bad relationship, that's yes. it. Just because you've had one bad relationship in the past doesn't mean that the, the rest of your relationships are going to be bad as well. As long as you're reflecting on them and making those changes or knowing where things went wrong. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I hope that really goes right is this uh, tackling loneliness strategy that was announced recently. Mm. And we have, as mentioned earlier on, an excerpt from the interview that I conducted with Councillor Asia Cuthbert. Let's get it right in the first time here. Uh, Bromley's Tackling Loneliness Champion. I am, um, yeah, Tackling Loneliness Champion for Bromley. And it is quite a title and it, it, it is a little bit daunting sometimes to think about it because it is such a huge problem. It's um, one that the executive and the council is really keen to tackle and to try to mitigate as much as possible. And there's this statistic that I always like to, to kind of refer to um, and it's quite shocking actually, but loneliness is more detrimental to your health than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Um, and it's got a real effect, um, you know, your mental health and your physical health, so many different things. So it's really important for us as a council, and the government thinks this is an important issue as well, that we try to tackle this. And what I really like about this project, both locally and nationally, is it is cross-party, so it's not really political. Um, you know, parties on either side of the aisle, both nationally and locally, they understand that this is a really big problem for a lot of our residents and we really need to try to address it um so you you're right i think it was i think joe cox was elected in 2015 and right off the bat she was she's one of those politicians she's a labor politician and i and i i think she was absolutely great um she just got on with it you know she had these key things policy things she wanted to achieve and in, in only a year i think she was only an mp for a year but she achieved so much in that but one of the things that she wanted to achieve was addressing loneliness because when she was door knocking and trying to get elected, she heard from a lot of people on the doorstep that you know they were affected by loneliness, they were, you know, their neighbor they felt like was maybe isolated. So she felt like that was a, a big problem um, to try to tra- tackle. And obviously she spoke to the government at the time, the Cameron government, and they were really sympathetic to it. And she was able to t- achieve a lot. And um, at the, the time, the loneliness minister was Tracy Crouch, and they worked very, very closely together. And the government came out with a loneliness strategy, which we in Bromley took a few of the key kind of priorities and objectives from that strategy and, and tried to make them a little bit our own. Um, and and kind of backing up a little bit, but in 2019, um, our leader at the time, um, well, he still is our leader, Colin um, Smith, asked me because I had just become his executive assistant and he asked me to try to take on this project and we both agreed we were kind of talking about different projects I could do and we both agreed um, that loneliness was a big issue Um, and one of the other things that people I don't think necessarily realize is that loneliness can affect anyone at any time in your life so if you think someone's you know they've got a job they're married they have children oh that person can't be lonely 
that's not necessarily the case. And same thing on the other side, you know, people who are, you know, living alone and, you know, they may be like that. They might not be lonely. So loneliness can affect so many different people in so many different age categories. Um, and we were really interested in focusing on, you know, obviously older people because they are traditionally people that do suffer from loneliness a lot, but we're also interested in, you know, um, younger adults, you know, potentially living care. They don't have that family structure necessarily. Um, new parents, you know, myself, that's why I was quite passionate about it. Um, I became a new parent in 2018 and going from a full-time job, very busy counselor after that, you know, rushing from my, my full-time job in the city to council meetings um, at night and then, you know, literally the next day having this baby. Um, and the birth was quite traumatic and I had to be in the ICU for about a week. So I think that all played a part in actually coming home and being by myself. My husband worked long hours and I really did feel isolated. I felt very lonely. I felt, you know, totally out of my depth. Um, you know, being a former swimmer, I kind of felt like I was almost swimming, sinking rather than swimming. Um, so it, it took a while to kind of get out of that funk and um, not until I joined different groups um, and started meeting other parents did I kind of get out of it and I realized that this is this is this is an issue that it can affect anybody um, so the strategy seeks to address all those different kind of points in people's lives that they might affect might be affected by loneliness um, yeah so we're really excited about it I've seen all too much evidence of loneliness. You don't need to go far for this kind of thing. The people who pass away in flats and nobody has been in there and they just discover the body, that's the extreme end of it. Um, like the guy I bumped to who's driving up the road on a mobility scooter. When I said hello to him, he said, oh, you're the first person that's not been in a shop I've spoken to in four months. Um, and as you say, uh, situations that kind of make you retreat into a, a lifestyle where you're just alone with your own children, a uh, person in a local retail place I saw the other day who has tons of customers going through, has friends, but is feeling lonely because of lack of partner and not sure that she has the confidence to go out there and woo at all. It has so many dimensions to it. And it also means it cuts across council services as well. So what's the, the big things that people might see as a result of the strategy that might inform a plan? Because I'm guessing a, with a strategy you should follow a plan and some milestones. Yeah, so you're absolutely right, Darren. Um, uh, so our the strategy is following a plan. We're we're having we're creating a comprehensive action plan right now. That's going to the adult PDS. In so for people listening that doesn't don't necessarily know what PDS stands for, but Policy Development Scrutiny Committee. Mm -hmm. um, that is going to committee in April, um, where that's going to be scrutinized and residents can feed in, you know, counselors from all sides can feed into that. Um, but I think what you will see, and you, you kind of picked up on something there, um, it crosses all different departments in the council. So it's, it's not, it, you know, it is, t it does tend to be um, older people who suffer from loneliness the most, but it's not exclusive. So what I really wanted to do, and what I you know, tell officers often, I'm sure they get annoyed at me saying this, going on about this um, all the time, but we need to make sure that it's not just the um, adult social care department that owns this. It has to be cross-departmental. Everybody in the council own that owns this. This is basically, loneliness is everybody's business. Mm. That's what I keep saying. Loneliness is everybody's business. So 
one of the things that we're doing is when a committee is when a, when a contract or a new commissioning service comes up for renewal counselors across the board are going to be asked can this contract can we input loneliness tackling the loneliness strategy in action at all in this um, report can we implement something in this contract the service this um, uh, you know whatever we're basically buying from uh, that contractor can we implement something to do with loneliness that will help us reach our goals um, so I'll give you an example so I was at a, a housing a scrutiny panel the other day and uh, one of our officers brought a con contractor renewal service for a um, an older people's kind of scheme and it was very good and it was very you know comprehensive contract uh, renewal services and I just asked well I just noticed that the organization the company that um, was was tendering this service we, we chose they had a big loneliness um, strategy because they have homes all over the country and they have a lot of veteran services um, and so I just asked the question can we implement something to do with loneliness can we have one of these cafes in um, and open to the community that they have elsewhere in the country mm. oh absolutely we can do that um, and it's just about asking that question and making sure that officers that counselors that residents the general public know about this so they can just ask the question you know nine times out of the ten if you ask the question there's something we can do wow thank okay. you for that yeah. um, asia uh, and uh, you can listen to that interview in full in a separate interview podcast episode which will go up in a few days hot on the heels of the el iman mosque one that we've just done also yeah. center i should say and that brings us on to the news now I'm going to start this off in uh, merry fashion, uh, because I've had to edit the title of a news show. Hang on a minute. Thing. No, you've got your affirmation to do. Exactly. Yeah. Trying, I was trampling over your, your firmness. Trying to disregard my affirmation. How dare you? What's that, what's that terrible phrase that people use these now? Um, I, I something dare you, or whatever. I can't remember. Sounds it comes like, back to me, I sounds remember like primary school. Yeah, it's an annoying phrase that has led into the language. But I'm just distracting the audience from your affirmation, so I'll stop. Okay, can I do my affirmation? Oh, please. Please do. So, my affirmation of the week is what was the empowering question, which is an affirmation, as can be turned into an affirmation. Anyway, stop waffling, Zena. Get on with it. Right. How do your values reflect in your life and in the daily decisions you make personally and professionally? Can you say that one again? Because I was wandering off on trying to remember what the daring thing was. <laughs> how do you, how do your values reflect in your life and in the daily decisions you make personally and professionally? That is a really good question because mm -hmm. um, if they do, then you're likely to have a better and more satisfying and more fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really must ensure that my values of listening to my co-presenter and let her put her information <laughs> into the show <laughs> are maintained. Right, now I can go back to the Yes, you can go back. Mm. Oh, that was it, I've remembered. How very dare you, that phrase. Oh, yes. What is all that about, honestly? How very dare you. That just sounds like the most pompous phrase I've heard uh, in my contemporary life. So if anyone says that to me, you're going to get frowned at. Okay. <laughs> You've never said it to me. I've never said it to you. No, I, I can see if I can generate an opportunity one day, so just to give just you a test run. Mm, but anyway, the news shouldn't do it. Right, I've had to adulterate a headline from the Bromley News Shop. Mm. 
because I don't want to specify the local, the place in question. Okay. But the title goes, <coughs> insert um, chain of pubs here, man caught with cocaine at Bromley, insert name of pub, here. Uh, and I found that amusing not only because I had to hide the name of the pub, because I don't really want to mm. um, ah. label them unduly, yeah. uh, but the other thing is I think there's a lesson for all of us in this. Um, about men being caught with cocaine in a pub. Don't get caught. What are you thinking? Honestly. Anyway, moving on. Moving we on. We have a serious um, piece of news which I'm putting over to you. Yep. So in the news chopper, Community Links Bromley, CLB, and Blueprints for All have launched a National Lottery Community Fund COVID grant giving scheme in Bromley and Lewisham. The scheme intends to provide grants of up to 20000 for local voluntary and community groups to deliver activities specifically aimed to support communities through the pandemic. The grant giving scheme intends to bring £237,500 of funding for the sector into the two boroughs. Amazing. The scheme opened up on Thursday 20th of January and is closing on Monday 14th of February. Fantastic. No, this will be the third episode running. I've mentioned the upcoming Waterstones thing. Uh, yeah. 9th of February, is it? Um, with the author of The Joy of Being Selfish. Because I've now got my ticket. I think I've sent you a link to it, and if I haven't, I should do. Because um, I'm going for that. But being selfish on behalf of Bromley here, I think that should be, therefore, £237,499 to Bromley and £1 to Lewisham. Okay. Sorry to any Lewisham listeners here. Moving on, tell us what's happening in the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail, yeah, I thought I'd throw a bit of uh, bling into the show this week. Um, a, a famous bromelian, uh, namely Pixie Lot, uh, the Daily Mail says she kick-started the new week in a phenomenal style as she arrived for the Schiaparelli show in Paris. Um, this is a catwalky, um, red carpet yes. job. The singer, 31... Yeah, I'm jealous now already. It was a vision in lock embellished jumper. I mean, literally, it was pictures of paddocks. Oh, wow. uh, sorry, uh, oh, what do they call it? Um, Sequence. Diamantes. Yeah, something like that. Glitter, glam. Embroidered or Embroidery. something like that, I was talking about. Yes, <laughs> she was in her lock embellished jumper, tailored trousers, and gold strapped open toe heels, which complemented the jazzy detailing on her jumper. Her attire may have been head to toe black bar the splashes of gold but the mamadou songstress up to the vibrancy with a choice of lipstick opting for a neon pink which to be fair actually now i think about it is very bromley buzz so wow. if, if all listeners including the men can go in a neon lipstick uh, that will brighten up the life of borough definitely would have yeah, never mind november out. let's let uh, <laughs> lipstick month or something Right, which brings us on to Spotted on Social. Before we go to Spotted oh, on yeah, Social, on. I've just spotted something else, because we're on Spotting Spotting. Um, in the magazine, it's just made me, um, not that I have a partner or anything, but most annoying bathroom <laughs> habits. Nobody's perfect, so even in the happiest of relationships, each partner is likely to have some annoying habits. And if there's one place that where annoying habits are going to show up, it's the bathroom. Okay. I thought it would be in the bedroom. Anyway, are you feeling brave enough to check uh, these lists compiled by showustoyou.co.uk and see how many you are guilty of? Try to be honest. So we've got the three most annoying male habits. Number one, not replacing the toilet roll. Mm-hmm. Leaving the toilet seat up. I knew. I thought that would <laughs> That would have been number yeah. one for me. Not cleaning the sink after shaving. 
Well, I can, I'm going to throw in number four, uh, actually, <laughs> and this is as a man, user of uh, men's... That's because your wife's told you so many times. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go into anything I'm guilty of there. Actually, yes, I can. The one I'm guilty of, we have a toothbrush holder, which has a compartment for the toothbrush and, is, and a compartment for the toothpaste. One is smaller than the other. If you put the toothbrush in a slightly messy way, so the toothpaste leaks, the toothpaste leaks down it, Ugh. into the smaller one, it's much harder to um, clean out than the other one, so it mm. therefore annoys Mrs. Wheel. Okay, so that's that my confession of the week now. Yeah. Thanks for dragging that out of me. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah, I really dragged that one out of you. You, you, you just voluntarily volunteered it. Well, here's, here's my uh, contrast one. So that, that was my um, devil on my shoulder. The angel, the halo one, is I routinely wash my hands very thoroughly in Gentleman's Lose. And that is the number well, I four. I hope so. <laughs> the number four is the amount of men that I see who don't bother. Oh, gosh. And that no, really no, no, winds no. me up. Let's not go there. And do you remember when we did our podcast we were talking about Wayfest and you were talking about the lose with the oh, floor yes. and the women in bare feet? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't have reminded you of that. Right, no. spotted on social but, and not in no, the toilet but coming up. One more up. thing. I <laughs> can't, I, and I do detest as well, mm. luckily I don't have a partner, um, is when you brush your teeth and you spit in the sink, but you don't clean the sink out, and there's just piles oh, of toothpaste yeah. there, and it dries, and it gets hard, mm. and it's like, ugh. Uh, do you want to know the three most annoying habits of a female? Well, I would love to. I think it's essential. Okay. Um, cluttering the bathroom with products. Leaving hair in the sink and drain. <laughs> leaving makeup or fake tan stains everywhere. I don't know about the fake tan stains. I'm, I'm brown enough. I'm nice chocolatey at the moment. So, mm. um, yeah. Would you agree? Um, I'm going to um, climb onto the fence at that point because I wish to retain my feminine friends. Oh, oh my God. Mm. Most annoying habits, both do. Leaving the bathroom door open while using the toilet. Oh, Leaving the toothpaste residue scattered about. Mm -hmm. Dumping the towels on the bathroom floor. I never do that. No, sometimes they fall down of their own volition anyway, don't they? You go in the bathroom and it's going down. Oh, I don't know about that. Anyway, spotted and judged. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I, that, that was an unplanned one. But Life in Orpington and incidentally incoming Life in Bromley magazine this week. Fantastic. Uh, thank you for that. That was a brilliant bit. That's brilliant. Um, I should have ended with that. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's see if we can take things away from the plug hole at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. On Twitter, Bromley Well Young Carers, at Bromley Well um, underscore YC. Um, may say something useful, which I've now forgotten. Oh, yes. That's because it's... Because you're headed in the drain at the moment. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, where the heck has that gone? Uh, oh, yes. There. I think I might have found it. Mm. Well, uh, they, I think, retweeted something, which is the competition, age between 11 and 18 and a budding writer, contact BBC Direct to submit your entry to a, a writer's competition. Um, they are excited to be working, actually it's spelled exited in here, but never mind, uh, that, that's, <laughs> they're not going to succeed in the competition if they write that in. Anyway, um, excited to be working with BBC Young Reporter and will be emailing home workshop details later in 2022. Watch this space. It's a competition to be a writer, reporter for the BBC and it closes, as I say, 27th of March, so look out for that. And now go go back to my uh, massive typo error here, uh, and we have yes the Bromley GP Alliance at Bromley GPs, 
Uh, Olympic gold medalist Joseph Chung uh, received his COVID-19 vaccination with us over Christmas at uh, our Orpington Health and Wellbeing site and expressed his thanks and appreciation to our fantastic volunteers and staff uh, across the vaccination clinics in Bromley. Mm, nice. um, right, on to what's on. Um, that's why things went wrong, because I moved uh, Spotted on Social into the what's on section partially. How to confuse yourself if you're an editor. Anyway, Bromley Libraries, at Bromley Libraries. Um, they say that there is a fantastic author event at Chislehurst Library coming up. Come and meet uh, at Penny Trimes, C-H-R-I-M-E-S, author of Tiger Heart and the Dragon Boy, for children aged 8 to 12 years, to book your free place on January the 29th. Oh, no, hang on a minute, that was when it was posted, I hope. But anyway, that is definitely coming up rather than gone. Contact the library on 0208 467 1318. And they've obviously got other things going on as well. So that was possibly the most confusing lockdown section we've done since the podcast began. Yeah, I'm just still mesmerised by what I'm reading. What bit are you reading? I have no idea. Oh, well, because <laughs> the way it's laid out, yeah. Well, we've already sacked, you've been sacked twice, I've been sacked once, uh, and both as sack presenters, you. as editor. I'm going to sack you today, actually. Uh, um, go on, do the You're Adam Sugar, because, no, no, that's not the right word. You need to wave your finger at me and use the apprentice word. No, no, it's silent. Can you remember? You're fired! Excellent. Thank you, Sir Alan. <laughs> Sorry, it took a while before that came out. I don't often fire people. <laughs> was it fun? It felt empowering. Yeah, I think that might have been actually literally the affirmation of the week. <laughs> Listeners, no. you're not fired. You're not fired either. I couldn't fire you. How could I possibly do that? Right, can we think of a closing buzz that has a song that's re- related in any way to the sack? No. I can. Match of the day thing. Because footballer managers are getting the sack oh, all the time. Goodness. It was a couple ago and we talked I'll about let you start that Cray one. Wanderer's Man Leaving by Mutual Consent. Mm-hmm. You're not joining in. Because <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> Great buzz.